turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. And uh, let's begin reading at verse 20. Praise God for the Word. Amen? I'm preaching... I, I got so much to say, I trust I can get it said. And sometimes you have if you get if you get a glimpse of new revelation, something fresh, it's not new to the Lord, if it is, then we're in trouble. But uh, <laughs> some meetings I've been in, the person announced new revelation and I think heaven was surprised. You know, they they were like uh, <laughs> oh, that's great. Where did that come from? You know, but praise God, we're uh, we're hopefully every revelation that you get can be backed up by Scripture. And one of them that that came to me today, uh, we're gonna we're gonna read about guarding our heart today. It's it's such an important thing to guard our heart. I really believe that the heart is the the gate. To things that yeah. come into yeah. our life, sure. you know, we can yep. say the soul. We open our souls up to all kinds of stuff. Yep. Sometimes sure. uh, it can be offense. It can be, you know, uh, feelings of rejection. It can be uh, depression, oppression, sadness, gloom, doom, whatever. Fear. There's a there's a big one. Fear. <laughs> And uh, we have to guard our hearts against these things because I believe that when the when the enemy comes in, we 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 heard that message recently. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the the Bible says the Lord raises a standard. But when the enemy comes in, he never he doesn't just come in with that one thought. He comes in with that and a bunch of imps with a bunch of suitcases and all kinds of problems that stem from that. And so, you know, it is kind of the concept of the open door, isn't it, a little bit? That we open the door to to negativity and negative things and then we end up with a whole bunch of problems from that and we wonder, well, where did this come from? And if you went back and checked, you'd see, I'm not talking about being on a witch hunt, but I am talking about, you know, seeing, wow, where, where, did, where, did, I, where, did, I, where did I open this up for this thing? And oftentimes it's because that we let a disappointment come in. The devil cannot... Isn't this cool to know? The devil cannot just willy-nilly come into your life and do whatever the heck he wants. You right. Know? <laughs> when I say that word in Florida, you can say all kinds of things. Uh, people are more relaxed. But, um, you know... The devil can't just come in and do what he wants willy-nilly. Um, so, he... You know, it's kind of like... Do you ever get a sales call from one of these companies and they're, they're reading their script 90 miles an hour and they don't even give you a chance to say, I'm not interested. Right off the bat. But you've won a free trip. No, you haven't. You haven't. It's a lie. But they come in on the lie so that they get your attention 
so they can come in and do something else to you. Get you to sign up and hit your checking account for the next 35 years with a monthly fee, you know, for some magazine or something. But it's always, it's always bait switch. The devil is the king of bait switch. He baits you with one thing and then switches and brings in something that you didn't want. And so this is the gate of our heart. And we have to guard it with all diligence. Amen? Amen. One of the revelations that I got, which is not new, but it was a refreshment yesterday, was the idea of working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, you know, we there are certain things that are immovable in God. I mean, you know, there, we understand. There's only one name given under heaven whereby men can be saved. We, that's a that's a that's a marker that you cannot move. If you move it, you're into universalism. You're no longer in Christianity. You're into some weird thing. You know, uh, I'm not talking about just choosing a smorgasbord of belief. Just believe whatever you want. But I am talking about an intimate personal relationship and that's why we don't do dogma well. We don't do fundamentalism well. Because, does that make sense? We, you know, well, this is what so-and-so's revelation was and we're supposed to just take it hook, line, and sinker and that's how we live our life. And it's not personal. It's not your path to victory. I believe we all have a person. God wants us to live by faith. He wants us to, to, to listen to His Spirit. The Word of God, the whole thing from you know flap to flap is good. But there's a rhema word, a now word, a now verse of Scripture that will speak to you like no other verse. And it might be something you've known your whole life. It could be the 23rd Psalm or something. But it might be something that you've never really seen before and that Scripture comes alive and is the thing, the very Word of God that puts you over. Amen? Where somebody else might have given you nine other verses to look at and it's like, yeah, that's all good. It's the Bible. But it's not speaking to me at this moment, at this time. Am I making sense? I believe this is the part of working out our salvation with fear and trembling. I believe this is the part of, 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 of working with the Spirit to hear what the Spirit is saying. And so here's, here's one of those. Uh, let's, again, Proverbs 4.20 says, My son, uh, casually think about... <laughs> no. Attend to my words. In other words, make it a... An intentional thing. I'm intentionally. I tell you, there's something about intentionally taking your Bible. It's it's the one you know. We all have Bibles, and we have Bibles and Bibles. But you know, Cherie bought me a beautiful new Bible a couple of years ago, and I keep coming back to the one that Geraldine taped up for me. Even though the other one's better looking and nicer in the hand, but this one has got all my stuff marked in it. And until I transfer all my markings to the new one, and then it's going to be needing tape when I end up with it, you know. So I guess I'm keeping one for nice and one for use. But uh, there's something about there's something about intentionally taking your Bible. 
in opening it up and saying, Lord, speak to me through the Word. And attending to the words. Intentionally attending. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. And I believe you ought to read the Word of God as if you've never read it before. Delight in it. Oh my, you can't imagine. When I worked at Rama, uh, you know, at the healing school, you can't imagine the number of people, Word of Faith people, that would come and you would uh, give them a scripture and they would be, they have this look on their face like, yeah, it's a very jaded. Yeah, I know that verse, yeah, well. And it's like, this verse has life in it. This verse says, He bore your sicknesses and carried your pains. And by His stripes you're healed. That's a fantastic news when you're sick. That's fantastic news when there's no cure, there's no pill, there's no surgery, there's no treatment. That's good news. Wow! There's healing right there in that verse. And you say it to them and they, yeah, I've heard that. Son, I knew that Scripture when you were selling diapers. (laughs) Adam, tell me that. And I finally got bold and I said, well, then you ought to be teaching me. They look at you like deer caught in the headlights, you know. (laughs) Praise God. But we have to stir ourselves up. We're talking about, we're getting to talking about guarding our heart. But we have to guard it with the Word of God. He's telling us how to guard it. Because how many know that we're humans? Turn to your neighbor and ask them if they're human or did they arrive on the latest spaceship? And we're humans and we have emotions. And those emotions are in our soul and that's where the problem is. And that stuff gets stirred up. Come on, we all feel it. We all feel. We all have feelings if we're honest. We all have feelings of disappointment. We all have feelings of rejection. We all have feelings of... Of you know can be offended or our feelings hurt in some way, and I'm telling you that's the typical way, or misunderstandings. That's the typical way the devil gets into our life. Yep. Just, just, just you know that uh, that's enough to crack that door open, and uh, and he can boy then after that if you don't deal with it. So as we used to say in the old days, get it under the blood. Amen. Yeah, exactly. And deal with it. Or I could say get it under the Word too. Get it under... Bringing every thought into captivity that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Exalts itself against the love of God. Exalts itself against the goodness of God. Exalts itself against our identity that we just sang. I'm a, you're a good, good father and I'm loved by you. Anything that exalts above that, we have to cast it down. Get a hold of it and say, no, not doing it. Not going to let this happen. Exactly. Not going to do it today. We're going we're gonna to attend to the words. And we're going to listen and climb our ear. Means like, you know, Grandma with the horn. Hey! You know, and climb our ear where we can hear. What's being said. Pay attention. He says, Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. 
again, we're talking the soul here. For they are life. Woo! How many need a touch of life today? Amen. They are life unto those that find them. That word life is zoe. They are zoe, the life of God, the life that lives itself, the life that's supernaturally charged. We're not talking about defibrillators here. We're talking about the life of the living God. Amen. Not carnal life. They are life, eternal life, zoe, supercharged, supernatural, abundant life. Amen. Unto those that find them. And health are medicine to all their flesh. How many wish you had a pill to take to rid you of all your problems? If you say if you take this pink pill twice a day for three days, all your sicknesses and ailments and problems will be gone. Oh, and we'd say, give me those pills. I'll take them right away. Have faith in them. But you know, we can have faith in this too. Sure. That's really what faith is. You know, you think, you think, I mean, we lived through the faith movement and the attack on it, and then, you know, we became the attackers. But, uh, the, uh, the word, the word health or medicine to all their flesh, you know, thank God, you know, faith, what is faith? Faith is just agreeing with the word. You know, faith is just agreeing with uh, uh, Donnie's. An, uh, Donnie is a recovering our 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 our, uh, our lady here. Tell me your name again, Doreen. Doreen. She said, "I'm a recovering uh, uh, Catholic." Is that what you said? I'm a recovering Catholic. We have recovering Word of Faith people here. You know, so we're recovering from some of our stuff, but. Uh, Boy, I've seen people get out of love trying to defend faith. Sure, exactly. It's like, okay, here's a problem. I've seen people get out of love defending grace. You know, chewing out somebody else over over grace, and it's like, okay, what part of grace doesn't have love in it? Exactly, compassion. So we can we can get out of love preaching the love message. We don't watch it, you know. Get mad at somebody for not walking. In. You're not walking in love, and you must in the name. You know, it's like, oh, that makes me want to be really loving. Yeah. But uh, what is faith? <laughs> really, it's just agreeing with God and agreeing with His Word and saying, Lord, you know, I don't have any... Uh, some days, I don't have any manifestation that You've answered one prayer or done one thing for me. I, mm-hmm. it's just, nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. But I decide yes. to agree yes. with Your printed on the page, ink and paper page, Word of God. And I declare that the Word is true. Amen. You just hide and watch. God's working. God's power is healing me. God's power is providing for me. God's love is is overwhelming me and putting me over and and I have favor with God and man and everything's wonderful. It doesn't look wonderful. It doesn't smell wonderful. It doesn't feel wonderful. But it's wonderful in Jesus' name. And that's faith. Really, a simple explanation. Just agree with the Bible. Yes. 
Yeah, I had a I had a Church of God official tell me that uh, he says you faith people. He said uh, you you guys believe that uh, things are true just because you say it. That's what Hagen and Copeland believe. So this is what he told me. This official. I said no. Mm-mm. That's nope. not true. That's a, nope. I said it's not because Hagen and Copeland says it. It's right. because God says. Amen. It. Yes. Well, he changed the subject quickly. What a ridiculous thing to say. I forgive him, but it is ridiculous. Um, And it's not even true because you say it. No. It's true because God says it. Let God be true and every man a liar, including myself. I'd rather call me a liar than God a liar. Mm -hmm. All right. Now we get to the meat. Uh, next verse. Do you have... Um, now you notice the word in the King James that says... We'll just do a little teaching here this morning. Keep by heart with all diligence for out of the issues of life. That word keep to us is, is a little blind. I think it doesn't mean a lot. We don't usually talk keep. What does that mean to keep it? Right. It, it, and uh, if you look at the... Uh, look at NIV... Um, there. Now, how many think that's easier to understand? Yeah. Uh, and I love the first three three words. Exactly. Yeah. Above all else. Now we have a situation of priority. Right. <laughs> so it would be a priority then, if above all else, mm-hmm. do this one thing. Why? Because if you don't take care of this, you'll see what happens. This is a great verse. This is an this is we're talking about discipleship or discipling people in the word and the things of God. I think this is discipleship 101 right sure. here. Yep. And because he says above all else. So that means number one priority. Yes. Above all else, guard your heart. Amen. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, you could put a security system on your house that would... I mean, you can spend... The sky's the limit. You could have a camera on every corner and you could have all kinds of... You know, every window and, and, and so forth... Um, you know, with buzzers and alarms and cameras and things for a security system. But if you don't have a front door, <laughs> you know, you're, the rest of it's silly. Right? You need a good front door made out of something pretty sturdy. Good wood or metal or something and you need a good lock on that door. Amen? Because no matter what else you have, if you just have a little curtain up and a flapper, um, you, you go off for a day or so, you come back, you don't know what's going to be in your house. You could have an alligator. <laughs> you live in downtown Tampa and have an alligator. <laughs> I mean, you know, it doesn't matter. Exactly. This state, they, they're, on the thir- they're on the fourth floor somewhere. Living in the on the house roof on the gutter or something, eating stuff. 
So, I mean, you could have an alligator, you could have a wild hog, you could have... This is at my house. I can do, a whole herd of deer. Uh, you could have... And beyond that, beyond the wildlife and the insects and the snakes and the creepy crawlies and whatever, you could have a stranger that wants to knock you in the head and take everything you have. So the front door is kind of important. Sure. So above all else, have a good front door. And I believe that the front door to our mind and our heart and our will and our emotions and our life is guarding our heart. Hallelujah. I'm just not going to... You know, I've gotten to the place that I will... Uh, and if I say it, I'll correct it. Sometimes Cherie helps me. <laughs> but I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> but sometimes I, I need help. Yeah, sure. Uh, yep. God said that I need help. He said it is not good for man to be alone. Because men left alone are a problem. Sure. <laughs> Some more discipling this morning. <laughs> we need men. It doesn't say anything about a woman being alone. I think she's fine. But a man alone is a scary thing. <laughs> And he said, so uh, I have certain locks on my on my guard on my guarded heart that I won't let the words disappointment come out of my mouth. That's that the word disappointment has become a curse word for me because I know that it is the first crack in the door. Even a person. You know, I'm disappointed in so and so. I really thought they were more than that. I thought they, blah 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 blah. I tell you, that's that's an open door to further problems. Yeah. I'm disappointed. Exactly. Or I'm disappointed in myself. Well, sure. <laughs> If I if I if I identify myself by myself, I'm gonna be disappointed. I can do all things through David who strengthens himself. No. Is that what it says? No. I don't like you walk into a bookstore and they have a section called self help. Ha! That's a joke. <laughs> Self-help? You're the one needing help. You're going to help yourself? Right. Come yeah. on. Self-help. I don't know what that means anymore. That was a big 80s thing in 90s. Self-help. Everything was self-help. You're going to help yourself. I can't help myself. But God can put me over. Amen. Through Christ, I can do all things. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Anytime we take one inch of a step away from identity in Christ, we're in trouble! Amen. Ah! So above all else, higher than any other thought here, is guard your heart. Well, aren't you disappointed? No! Why? Because I'm not going to allow the luxury of that. It might feel good to my soul, it might feel good to my emotions and my flesh at that moment to kind of wallow in that pig 
flying mm -hmm. for a little while, but there's a price to pay for it that I don't want to pay the price. Yes. Amen. Uh, guard your heart. What else would be, you know, like anger that's out of control? The Bible says be angry and sin not. So there must be a place of anger that you cross the line and you're into sin. Sure. You know, you're, 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 you're out, right? You're road rage or something. I've seen people go bonkers, you know, on the street and almost run you off the road, kill somebody over anger that's gone into another thing. Doesn't mean that we're not aggravated. It doesn't mean something doesn't bother us. But, but that needs to be protected pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. And have a have a long fuse and a short tolerance for for yourself flying off the handle. Praise God. A lot of amens on that. You know how else can we guard our heart? You know, another thing would be uh, fear. Can just get a hold of you and take you over, and unreasonable uh, expectation comes, and before you know it, you're 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 fearful, you're afraid, you're nervous, you're freaking out in some way, and boy, that opens the door to all kinds of stuff. Guard it. Nope, not going to do that. Other things, you know, we can offense. Guard your heart for everything you do. That's a big word. Everything is a big word, Frank. Doesn't say most things, important things, a few things. Everything. Everything you do flows from it. So that would mean faith. That would mean prayer. Expectation in prayer. Um, all those things flow from our heart. That's why we need to guard it. The moment we're all frustrated and we go from frustration to freak out, <laughs> it's because we let our guard down. Sure, something's driving us off, I, you know, up the wall. One of my mother's friends, one of her best friends, who has ended up almost losing her mind, literally, was the kind of person who always said, uh, she said this to her children, she said it to her grandchildren, she said it to friends, she said it to anybody, the least little thing, uh, that's going to run me nuts. That was her main confession. You know what I'm talking about. That's going to run me nuts. That's going to drive me crazy. That drives me crazy. Well, it finally did drive her crazy. <laughs> But first she drove most of the universe crazy before she went crazy. You know. And I wanted to say, you saying that drives me crazy. But you know, that then we have a chain reaction. But but she would always say or it's like, you know, some lady saying, These brakes are gonna be the death of me. Well, they probably will be if you don't get them fixed. But I mean, you know, or, and who will you kill on the way to killing yourself? I'm just saying that these are things that we need to go... I'm not talking about just you know some legalistic thing here to say this, don't say that. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks as well. 
But if all of a sudden something just comes gushing out that's really pretty negative, you might need to go spend some time with the Lord and with the Word and say, you know, I need to get, I need to get myself straightened out here. Is this helping anybody? I love that translation. Above all else, guard your heart. Guard it. You know, there's certain people that you may not be able to be around as often as you used to be. You know, there's the you know, there's friendships, but you know, if if somebody is a negative influence on your life all the time and all they do is is discourage you and 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 after you with them you have to pray in tongues for three hours to get it off of you, what they put on you. You might want to reconsider how you're spending your time. Sure. Cut that lunch down to a coffee. Cut the three coffees down to a half a coffee. Don't have coffee. I don't know, but you know, say hi. Nice to see you. Good. I've I've got to run. Great to see you. Before you speak to me, I'm running away and getting in my car. But uh, thank God, you know, we don't have too many of those folks around. But whatever it takes. I I know. Again, teaching there at Healing School, we would have people that we were helping, you know, with faith for healing, and then Thanksgiving was always the scary one. They would come with fear in their eyes. Brother David, can I speak to you? Yeah, well, I have to go back to wherever they're from. You know, they're always from somewhere else. I have to go back for Thanksgiving. And they said it like it was Halloween night, you know. The, you know, you hear the, the thunder, <laughs> the horses, you know, it's like Thanksgiving. And um say, well, what's scary about Thanksgiving is, you know, is grandma's cooking that bad? I mean, I don't what what is the real issue here? Well, I gotta go home to my family, you know, and they don't believe like I do. And I said, Well, don't go. <laughs> Just stay here and go eat at Luby's or something, you know. <laughs> go to the cafeteria. And uh no, I gotta go. Aunt Myrtle will be disappointed if I don't go. I said, "Okay, so then go, and uh, and uh, and and let them talk to you for four days and talk you out of your healing, talk you out of your victory, yeah. and come home and start over." Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not good. I said, "Well, there's your choices. Come on, let's talk about. Come on, let's let's be adults here and uh, decide what's more important." I said, why don't you just stay here, stay on the path you're on, get your healing, go home, and then have a testimony, and then you don't have to worry about it. Right. Well, I don't know. Okay. Then why are you bothering me asking me? You ask me my opinion. I give it to you. You don't like it. So, do what you want. I don't care. Heavens to Betsy. Whoever Betsy is, she's going to have a lot of heaven. <laughs> Everything you do flows from the heart. I'm telling you, we don't have any problems that don't have their root in a heart problem. Sure. It's heart disease. <laughs> and I'm not talking about a clogged artery. I'm talking about the soul. 
Alright. Look at 3 John 2 because this is all connected. You getting anything out of this today? Sure. Four people. <laughs> Look at this. Again, we're talking about the soul, which is the mind, the will, and the emotions. That's where everything gets us, isn't it? Where's the battlefield between these two ears? Where's the warfare between these two ears? It's in our head. Hmm. Some people say, can you cast out what's wrong with me? And you go, well, if I do, there will be a grease spot on the ground. I command the problem to disappear. Poof! It's a little green dust on the ground. (laughs) One lady went to Shambach and she said, Brother Shambach, Would you pray that I won't have any more trouble with the devil? He said, yes, I have a great prayer for you. Mm -hmm. Oh, good, I knew if anybody could help me, it's you. He said, kill her, Lord! (laughs) Exactly. She screamed, no! Don't shoot, took his hand off. Don't pray that! (laughs) Kill her. He said, So that's what I'd have to pray for you not to have any more problems because guess what? We live on a hostile planet. Right. (laughs) With a crazy maniac called the devil with his army of imps that's been, uh, you know, loosed. And thank God we're overcomers if if we will be. Sure. But the minute we go, leave me alone. Well, you're, you know, that's like... Can you imagine being in school and a bully's picking on you and you just beg for mercy from the bully? Well, that's like it just eggs him on more. Yeah. Got you where I want you. No, we need to be overcomers. Praise God. Alright, look at this. Beloved, I wish above all things. Now here we have another all things. What was the other one? Above all else, keep your heart. Guard your heart, right? Here's another one. I wish above all things, this is my greatest prayer for you, that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Now, people that say, I don't believe in that prosperity healing message, well, what would you rather have? Poverty and sickness? Yeah. Uh huh. Health and wealth. Well, how about sick and broke? Should we have a prayer line for those that are seeking being sick and broke? We could help with the sickness without prayer. Mm-hmm. Just take a baseball bat to you for a while. That can create some problems. Put a barbecue skewer, skewer through your eyeball. That no. can create some problems, right? All kinds of things that could be done to create tribulating. <laughs> So, you know, I don't believe in that health and wealth. Well, then take an exacto knife and cut this Scripture out of the Bible. Just get rid of it because it's bothering you. But for there it is. He said, above all else, my highest prayer, woo, praise God, yeah. would be 
Because isn't that what we mean when we say to somebody, God bless you? Or we say goodbye, we say hello, but we say, you say hello, and I say... We say goodbye to somebody, and we say God's speed, or we say God's, God's blessing on you. God bless you. I, I, you know, I hope to hear when you get home that everything you're hoping for works out, and... And you know maybe they're having an issue with a in, in a marriage or a family, and you say, you know, I just hope all that works out for you. I hope things change. Uh, I hope you get that new job. What are we wishing for them? What are we praying? We're praying prosperity. We're wanting increase in their life. I hope you get that new home you're you're trying to get. I hope I hope thing we say. I just the world talks like that. All the best, they'll say. That's you know you could get that on a card from somebody that doesn't even serve God. All the best. What does that mean? The best thoughts, the best wishes. Mm-hmm. I hope to hear a year from now that you're stronger and that you're healthier and that your <laughs> that your life is is doing better than it was. That's what this prayer is. I wish. She says it's a wish. Best wishes. That's not a bad thing to say. Best wishes. I wish above all things. Because if you got this, you're doing pretty good. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. How many know being in health is a good thing? Oh, yeah. Amen. If you've ever done without some health, then you know being in health is a good thing, isn't it? Even as thy soul prospers. Now that's the part that fits with the last scripture. Proverbs. Guarding your heart, your soul. Um, How do we have a prosperous soul? Then that brings up that question. Well, number one, we need to get saved. Amen. (laughs) Accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We need to to know that He's our Lord. Amen. That's a foundational thing. Amen. Accept the grace of God as your gift from the Lord. We're saved by grace through faith. It is the gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. It's not of ourselves. Amen. Thank God for How many is happy for your salvation? If you've got your salvation, you've really got everything. Yes. That's right. Sure. Yep. Then we then we learn a little bit that we've got the Holy Spirit. Wow, the Holy Spirit. The Old Testament saints had to look to this day with envy at what we have. They had to look and say, "Wow, we can go on the National Day of uh, Atonement and offer uh, the National Day of Atonement. We can go and offer the sacrifice." You know. Uh, two turtle doves, a partridge, and a pear tree. Exactly. You know, the red heifer from the farm in Alabama. Wherever, uh, you know, we bring all those things uh, there, and the sacrifice is done in the prescribed way, and the the the, the Holy Spirit would come, uh, the power, the glory of God would come, and 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 the fire of God would consume, you know, everything. And the Lord would receive their atonement for the sins of the nation for a year to come, by the way. It wasn't post, it was pre. Right. That'll get the folks going, but true. 
um, that was it was you know was uh, for a year. You were covered for a year by that sacrifice. We're not covered for a year. We're covered for eternity. <laughs> ah, glory to God. It's not on and off again. Nope. But we are covered. By, they were covered by the sacrifice and they had prosperity and health mm-hmm. for a year and the blessing of God because of the atonement. Amen. So we have that, but then the Holy Spirit, they would see it in the manifestation, manifested, manifested glory of God. <laughs> And they would, they could feel his presence. The Bible says that so the priests could not stand for the glory, but knock them all down, mm-hmm. and it would be this tremendous display of power. Wouldn't you love to see that? Wouldn't you love to be there? This tremendous display of power and glory and might and and, and wonderfulness. That is a word, because uh, uh, um, the comedian, what's his name? The comedian, uh, wonderfulness. Said that I forgot his name. It'll come to me. But um, but anyway, uh, that's not a word. I just made it up. The wonder <laughs> of it all comes, and wouldn't you love to see that? But did you know that even with all that, they look to this day that was the mystery of the church prophesied with envy. Yes, and said, "Wow, yes, not only." In that day, they won't just stand on the outskirts and see the glory like a pyrotechnics display from heaven. Bill Cosby, he said that. Wonderfulness. Uh, the, 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 the magnificence will not only just be something we observe externally, but it will live inside of us. Yes. Amen. All that glory, all that praise, all that goodness lives Inside of them. Amen. Wow. They longed for this day. Yes. And saw it afar off by yes. faith. Yes. So we have that, right? I'm talking about how to have a prosperous soul. And the Word of God. Woo! Glory to God. What a miracle. You know, if you go to these museums of the Bible, all well, they're building a new one in Washington, D.C. We should all go. It just looks amazing. It's like seven floors of Bible museum, you know, and how the Word... And there's a miracle with the Bible story. If you've ever read it, the history of the Word, the history of the printed Bible, it's just its miraculous that the canon of Scripture has survived millennia. It's survived millennia. Not just centuries, but thousands of years grouped together that the Word of God has survived and not been... Changed or tampered with, at least not enough to really change the meaning. It's been tampered with a little, but not enough to change it. And so thank God for the Word. We've got Jesus, the Holy Spirit. We've got the Bible. We've got God's grace that covers us 24-7. Yes. We're not having to get the law out. The book of Leviticus. We don't have to... We don't have to read Leviticus for dummies, you know. So we know how to. <laughs> Can I have the cliff notes on Leviticus? Try to live by that and follow that, but thank God His grace is sufficient. And we say, Lord, I thank you that I live in the finished work of Jesus. I live yes. in completed 
fulfillment of law by Christ. Amen. The things, Paul said, the things, he said, the things that I want to do, I don't do, and the things that I hate, that's what I end up doing. Sure. He said, who shall deliver me? He didn't say what, what program. He right. said, who exactly. shall deliver me yes. from this body of death? Yes. And he said, I thank my God through Jesus Christ. There is therefore now, because of that, no condemnation Amen. for those who are in yes. Christ Jesus. Yes. <sighs> Look at that. Thank you, Jerry Lee. She's helping me preach. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way. In every way. Is there something lacking in your life? Anybody? We can all raise our hand, sure. Some relationship, some money, some something, some health, whatever. I mean, that you may prosper in every way. Well, you just can't have it all, Brother Damon. Well, tell God that, because He wrote this. Exactly. Have my cake and eat it too. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Some things I'm brainwashed in, you can't get it out. I don't care what move we're in. <laughs> I will not embrace poverty and sickness as some program from God. It is not. It's ridiculous. I pray that you may prosper in every way. <laughs> every way. Everything's supposed to be good. Everything's supposed to be full. Everything's supposed to have enough and more. Everything. Every way. In everything. And that your body... That would be your body. Arms, legs, head, feet, etc. That's enough said. May keep well... Wow, keep well. That means stay well. Mm-hmm. You know, really, it's it's not it's not right that we're sick one day and healed the next, and down this. And I'm not judging any of us. We've all been there. Sure, but it's not God's best. No. And even if I haven't walked always in God's best, I'm going to still keep seeking it. Amen. And claiming it. Sure. And I'm going to declare the life. Well, now, Brother David, you just can't expect. Yes, I can expect. Yes. <laughs> I, I can expect. Somebody said to me, well, you know, people take this tone. That sounds so wise. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we expect the best, but prepare for the worst. Mm-hmm. Somebody said that in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I said, No! I would, I would rather somebody use a, a, a four letter curse word than to say something like that. Sure, exactly. Because, yeah. You know, that's just tacky and. Right, you know, ill spoken. Mm-hmm. But when you start accusing God of being not God, yes, sure, then you know you have a problem. You know, expect best, prepare for the worst. It sounds so beautiful. It's got a tone to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of this tone. 
it sounds so wise and caring. Right. You know. I said, no. You know what we prepare for? And this person took two steps back. What? By the toaster. What? I said, we prepare for the Word of God to work exactly as it's written in the Word of God. Yes. That's what we prepare yes. for. Yes. Yes. Sure. The response was, dear, call the headlights. Don't know what to do. Right. I know, even as I know, your soul keeps well and prospers. Now, glory to God, I tell you what, keep, I love that terminology, keeps well, stays well. Year after year after year, we walk in hell. Well, what do you do if you get attached? You hang on to the Word of God. Sure. Well, what do you do if it doesn't look like it's working? You declare it's working anyway. Sure. We used to sing that song, Ruby Ann knows it. The Word is working mightily in me. No matter what the circumstances, what I feel or see, the Word is working mightily in me. Well, what about the last doctor's report? No matter what the circumstances, what I feel or see, the Word is working mightily in me. What about what about that spot on your head? The word is working by the, you know, I mean how many times do we need to say that? Like like the confession, I'm not moved. I think it was Wigglesworth that said that. Lester Summerall walks in the door of Wigglesworth's townhouse in Bradford, England in the 1930s walks in the door and says how are you feeling today? (laughs) Wrong question. Exactly. (laughs) Brother Wigglesworth, how are you feeling today? He said Smith Wigglesworth never asked Smith Wigglesworth (laughs) how Smith Wigglesworth feels. Nope. You can hear that in a big English Uh Uh like Churchill or something. He said, well, I never asked that again. (laughs) (laughs) Then he said, one day he picked up a newspaper, the London Times, you know, and brought him in, rolled up, and he handed it, I brought you a newspaper. He said, don't bring those lies in here about Hitler and Mussolini in my house. I don't read that. I only read the Word of God. (laughs) I mean, you get to the place you're about there. Yeah. I think all the I think the whole news industry is tainted. Sure. And they they they, they sell us what they think will titillate us and cause sensationalism sure. to come. Yeah. Why do they when they're given the report about a tropical storm, do they play dramatic music? <laughs> tropical storm is coming. It's a jaws music. Run for your life! Well, where would we run? Well, where are we? Oh, don't go there. It's following you up the freeway. (laughs) It's about that bad. Sure. (laughs) Praise God. You get anything out of this? Yes. I'm almost done. I promise. Keep well. Yeah, but Brother David, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out like that. Well, it's supposed to work out like that. Sure, yes. 
It's, it's, uh, it's out of order. I'm telling you, our lives are out of order from what the order of what God says is His idea. I know that we're imperfect and I know that we fail sometimes to live at the standard that God has put us. But I'm still going to hold forth the standard of God. I'm still going to declare it is God's will that I prosper. It is God's will that me and my wife and kids and family and friends and church members live in health and live in prosperity. It is God's will that we have a fulfilled life and the joy of the Lord is our strength. And the Spirit of God puts us over in a big way. Glory to God. Well, that doesn't look like this. How's that working out for you? Well, according to the Word, it's perfect. In Him. If I'll get in Him, now if I get in my circumstances, I'm in trouble. Yeah, exactly. But in Him, the fullness of the God. Yes. And guess what? We're in Him. Mm-hmm. And we're in Him. And that means we're whole and complete. Perfect and entire. Yes. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing damaged. Yep. Hallelujah. 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 So I declare today over me, you can join me if you want, over you. <laughs> or you can agree with me too. But I declare over my my life and my wife and my family and my church and my ministry and my future, I declare that I have every I am everything the word says I am. I have everything the word says I have. Amen. Amen. And that's the end of it. Yes. And in Christ I am complete. In David, oh yeah, I could get, you want the short list? Like I told you, that lady at Tulsa Airport that came and put her hands on her hips and said, I don't know, there's just something about you. It's just not right. I said, lady, you got three hours? I'm just flattered that you only see one thing wrong with me. I got a whole list of stuff wrong with me. What do you, what do you, how deep you want to go into my weirdness? Yeah. Come on. I'm not talking about me. Sure, of course you got I got problems. Look at Peter talking about a guy with a problem. You know, he's telling the Lord, I love you and I'll never leave you or forsake you. He says, No, you're gonna He said in just a short time you're gonna deny me three times. He goes no, I can't hold papers with the church of God if I do that, you know. No, he didn't say that. It's not in the word. But he said, you know, oh, no, 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 Lord, no, no, Lord, not me. Oh yeah, you're the one. You're gonna do it. And he did it. Mm-hmm. And then he, he goes along fine, and then he gets with some of the Jews and he yeah. and the Judaizers and, and they're gonna persecute the church and he joins them and Paul withstands him to the face and says, What is wrong with you? <laughs> Well, what's wrong with him is that he's human. Right? Paul certainly had some snags, didn't he? Huh? Paul had some problems. And uh, 
He said that. The thing that I want to do, I don't. The thing that I, uh, over, you know what Paul said about himself just in the flesh? Uh-huh. He called himself, Oh, wretched man that I am. Sure. You could actually name a church after the Apostle Paul and call it First Church of the Oh, Wretched Man. <laughs> and everyone would know that he's talking about the Apostle Paul. Sure. If Paul calls himself wretched... And Peter, we know, was wretched and had problems. And yet, the, he, Jesus said to him, Peter, on, on this rock of revelation that you have, I'm going to build the church. Amen. Jesus is building the church on a guy that can't even not stand up for him. What a deal is that? Mm-hmm. There's just something about you that's just not quite right. That's what I said. you got three hours. She's... She didn't like it, you know. Her face started contorting. Yeah. Pal. God bless you, sis. Help you, you know. Thank God we don't look to ourselves. We don't look to somebody else, you know. I had a preacher call me, you know. There was an evangelist. I won't name his name because it's tacky. There was an evangelist well-known back there in the 80s. You know, he had a big scandal. It was on all the news things and everything. You know, there was a few of them, so you don't know which one I'm talking about. (laughs) They were all friends. But, (laughs) until the end. But, um... But uh, one of these evangelists is well well known, you know, and he's a horrible scandal, right? You know, he's had some affair with some woman. And, uh, this pastor calls me. From from many from Minneapolis, he's no longer in the ministry. This guy, he calls me. He says, "Brother David, this is so and so, pastor so and so, Minneapolis." I said, "Yeah, I, I'm in, I'm in Tulsa, in the Holy City. Praise the Lord." And I got the phone. He says, uh, "I said, yeah." He says, "This is Pastor. Uh, his first his first initial was R. Says, this is Pastor R." I said, "Yeah." He says, um, "I'm depressed." I said. Why? What's happened? I thought maybe his wife died or cat got sick. I didn't, I didn't know what, you know. He says he said, uh, I'm depressed. I said, Why? Did you read this newspaper article about, you know, Reverend so and so that's had the affair? I said, Yeah. Well I'm depressed. And I said, Well, why would you let what some preacher did depress you? Well, if if you know, if he can't live a holy life, where does that leave me? And I said, it doesn't leave you anywhere. I said, him doing or not doing has nothing to do with you. Your relationships with Jesus. What's yes. wrong with you? Yes. Well, I don't know. I do know. Praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. I do know. Yes. I know whom I have believed. Yes. And in Him, I'm kept. Praise the Lord. Everybody I know can go off the deep end and right. bang their head against something and do ridiculous things, right? Sure. That doesn't, leave, doesn't mean I have to let it affect me. No. My life is not in juxtaposition to anything except the finished work of Christ. Amen. It's not in juxtaposition to what you do or any or what I do. Sure. Even myself. Yes. My own failures. You ever failed in faith? Mm-hmm. You ever prayed and it didn't happen and you got discouraged and said it didn't work? You ever done that? Anybody yeah. ever been there? Am I yeah. the only one? Yeah. You know? And my life in Christ, thank God, is not based my salvation. My the goodness of God in my life is not based on what I've done. Yes. Right or wrong, it's based on what he did right Amen. and finished it all. Yes. yes. 
Jesus paid it all. Yes. Okay, that's enough preaching. Glory to God.